Welcome back to Season 3 of Getting Into Good Trouble. Today's episode is about the anti-Taliban protests in Afghanistan. These protests resurged August 17th, shortly after the U.S. military left Afghanistan. The Taliban had taken control of the city Kabul near the main border crossing with Pakistan in less than a week. Hundreds of these protesters marched through the main street while shouting and bearing large flags of Afghan Republic. Taliban fighters fired in the air to break up the crowd, but the protesters did not disperse. Unfortunately, two people were killed, a dozen injured. It was a tragic yet powerful moment this year. The Taliban is an Islamic extremist group that believes in a strict interpretation and enforcement of Sharia law. When Sharia law is enforced in the way that the Taliban is enforcing it in Afghanistan, it can be extremely oppressive towards women, especially their right to education. The Taliban took over Afghanistan after the Soviet pullout, and the U.S. got involved after the 9-11 attacks in 2001. Now the United States has pulled out of Afghanistan, and the Taliban has taken over again. The U.S. withdrew their military from Afghanistan under President Biden's decision because he didn't want the U.S. to put any more money and effort to the already 20-year-long war. So now their plan to build a new and better Afghanistan has failed. Biden received lots of criticism for this decision, but he has continued to defend himself. I think people were angry about his decision because they feel like all the effort the U.S. put in um, and the soldiers that have died have all been for nothing since now the Taliban are back in control. For 20 years, the U.S. was trying to build a platform to have the U.S. help the Afghan people take control a little at a time. But just recently, when the U.S. withdrew, the Afghan people were not ready and weren't able to run the country. The people of Afghanistan are ashamed of how they gave into the Taliban's rule in 1996. They refuse to be controlled by them again, even if it means that they have to protest and risk their lives. Women are protesting for their rights because the Taliban want to control everything they do in their everyday lives. They want women in the government, and they are infuriated because they feel like they're being ignored by other countries. The protesters cannot fight this rule on their own, so they're angry that other countries are neglecting their needs for assistance. Even though these are extremely peaceful protests, the government reacted in a horrible- Women can't protest for their rights, only men can, and men are also protesting for not being paid. The women feel neglected and aren't found on the streets as often as men are because of the rights, their rights being stripped from them. They've been confided into hiding. But the women who are still protesting, um, despite the fact that their lives are at risk, they are proud that they can be the voices of hopefully a new generation with equal rights. During the period of time these protests took place, people were being beaten while trying to approach Kabul's airport in an attempt to flee the country. In addition to that, though these protests remain completely, well, primarily peaceful, um, the Taliban show aggression towards the protesters. They beat people, they whip people, um, they sometimes fire shots in the air to disperse large crowds. It is a very violent time. Protesters, um, they hold flags, they whistle and shout at protests. They are basically just fighting for their rights in a time where that is very... And in addition to that, many women have to wear and cover up themselves using traditional burqa, the full-length shroud that covers the face that was required the last time Taliban ruled. Um, they are protesting by sometimes not wearing that as well. 
the women that I would speak to there actually started to get more comfortable because it's kind of like they're in their little protective bubble and they don't have to worry about being judged by members of the opposite sex or members of the same sex or anything, right? It's just like this little personal bubble that they're in. So it sounds kind of weird and it's kind of weird for us to get our minds around it, but I think women who grow up in that way, who are socialized with it, actually kind of enjoy having those. Many women like wearing the burqas because it makes them feel like they're in a bubble and does not draw attention to them. The women want to be modest. Even starting at a young age, 11 or 12 years old, you wear a scarf, and when and at puberty, they wear burqas. Um, here, like in the U.S., girls play with like Barbie dolls, but there they have to play with dolls that they make, and they also are wearing scarves and burqas. On the 20th anniversary of 9-11, there was an all-woman pro-Taliban protest. Although the protests were highly protected by Taliban soldiers, New York Times reporters were able to uncover some details. Hundreds of women supporting pro-Taliban and Islamic ideas raided Kubal University. They were dressed in full-length black robes and masks. Although it can be hard to understand because of their religious beliefs, morals of modesty, and relations to their families, many women are pro-Taliban. Some support the Taliban because of their beliefs that the Taliban is changing. Even though many people believe that the Taliban is changing, there are many examples not. One includes school. From 1996 to 2001, women were not allowed in schools. After America invaded in 2001, the count of female students went from nearly zero to 3.6 million. Now that America has left, uh, 2,220,000 girls are still not attending school because of fear. Also, female students can only be taught in separated classes from boys, and most of the time are required to have female teachers. The Taliban is enforcing this harsh law and others on women. Taliban senior leader says... The Taliban wants to establish a government. Quote, our goal is to serve the Afghan people and serve the Islam, end quote. Taliban senior leader says, quote, we've Im- implemented a ceasefire. If they say they're scared, it's just an excuse, end quote. Meaning the Taliban doesn't want the Afghanistan people to be scared of the Taliban. And he thinks, uh, the, the t- senior Taliban leader thinks that, um, the Afghanistan people are scared because of propaganda. Senior Taliban leader says that we peacefully, uh, quote, we peacefully took control of providences and towns in Afghanistan. However, the Taliban killed many or thousands of people while taking over uh, towns and providences in Afghanistan. We interviewed Philip and Colonel Russo and an Afghan translator who, for confidentiality reasons, we will refer to as Tom. Philip was in Afghanistan for about three years over different deployments, 18 months total, which is one and a half years. He was in Afghanistan for a counterterrorism mission. He was there to provide securities. Philip Rosso, a colonel currently of the U.S. military, uh, was in Afghanistan over the course of several deployments and tours in Afghanistan. He went in the early 2000s and near 2009 and 2010. He was part of a psychological warfare division there to make the Afghan people feel comfortable with being their own government and trying to make progress in medicine. We asked a few questions and 
One of our questions was, what was the experience with the Taliban? Philip said the Taliban, when we were there, wanted the U.S. to leave. His, him and his team interrogated them, and they were very informal. They've never known how to run a country. The people with the Taliban were per, poorly educated and trained. There was no selection process to be, a, to be part of the Taliban. Another question we asked was, what rights do women have here that they don't there? Here they can play sports, be in politics, do any job they want. Very limited there. In 20 years we have in in the 20 years we were there, we were trying to help women's rights, establish schools and sports for women and make an exclusive society. It didn't turn out that the that way. They can be housewives, medic care for other women. Talking with Tom, he described the Taliban's activity from the 90s until the later 2000s and 10s. In the 90s, the Taliban controlled a majority of the people in Afghanistan, meaning that they would settle arguments, they would come in and they would say who was right, and they would punish whoever was wrong. Back then, women were treated very harshly. At one point, women could not leave the house without being accompanied by a male family member. The people of Afghanistan fear that if the UN acknowledges the Taliban as a government, they will go back to just enforcing laws that were stifling the rights of the people um, and ignoring just human rights as established by the UN. Philip said the way it went down in August was not ideal and they were very unprepared. It'll be challenging for Afghan citizens to come back from that. He said in 20 years, I will come back and have a vacation here with my family. But now he doesn't see that ever happening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to learn about the important things happening in the world around you. Stay tuned for the next episode.